Hello and welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. Quickly before we start, my band Esther just put out our full-length record, which you can find at estermusic.bandcamp.com. That's E-S-T-E-R music.bandcamp.com. Today on the podcast, we have Sean Fleming from Diane Coffee. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, it's snowing wetly outside. Oh, it's awful. Another beautiful Chicago day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let me just say, first of all, uh, that this is the coolest podcast idea. I know I talked about this Thank last you. or two nights ago when he came out, but I, I'm so excited for this. Uh, I'm so glad and you And terrified like it. <laughs> at the same time. The podcast uh, wouldn't be doing its job if you weren't also a little scared. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> when did you first start writing music? Um, I started writing music uh, in like middle of high school, maybe like uh, you know sophomore or junior year, something like that. Um, I played in a cover band called Harem Scarum, mm-hmm. and we dabbled a little bit in original music, uh, and we just quickly realized that that's not our forte. So uh-huh. we stuck to Jimi Hendrix, and we stuck to Pink Floyd, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I really didn't like start writing uh, like songs until senior year when I felt like proficient enough at guitar or like at an instrument to like create music. Mm. Was guitar your first instrument? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, my dad played drums. I played drums a little bit, like I could play a basic beat. But yeah, I mean, he also had a guitar that was always lying around and he showed me like my first chords and then I just kind of, you know, one day I, I decided, I was like, Dad, I need I need my own guitar. I really want to learn how to play. And he went out and we bought like an acoustic and an electric all like in the same day. And we just got the whole set up. And yeah, so I guess that was like the first instrument I got proficient at. You are like such a dynamic performer. Now, I think you have done musical theater stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. A child of the theater, for sure. <laughs> it's funny, too, because like I, I, I did so much theater growing up um, Mm -hmm. and I still love to perform it but I don't think I really like musical theater all that much like I don't (laughs) want to go watch it but I love performing in it yeah so but yeah definitely uh, love big theatrics and stuff Mm -hmm. and want to like implement that in into my own work I appreciate that I also grew up doing musical theater I don't do it anymore but yeah but I have an appreciation (laughs) for it all sure Uh, what what roles did you play I think the first one that I did again, like I didn't really come out of my shell until high school. Like I was pretty quiet, like I was really into skateboarding and stuff like that. (laughs) Like loner sports. We did like children of Eden. My, uh, my good buddy played God. That was pretty fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, actually, do you know Spencer Klein? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. He played God. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that was like the first one. I mean, Les Miserables, you know, just, yeah. But I was like, Gave Raj and stuff. I never really got leading roles. I was Kane mm-hmm. in Children of Eden. That was pretty fun. I think the first like big production I did was uh, Songs for a New World, which is like a four-person cast. Wow. Uh, and that was cool. I Probably the last time I really skateboarded, too, just taking it back, <laughs> I broke my ankle like a week before the show. Oh, so we had to completely oh, no. rewrite the show and with me in a wheelchair and something <laughs> like that. But... I think it added to it. If you <laughs> yeah, ask me. yeah, totally. A, a whole different dynamic mm-hmm. on the stage. <laughs> when you started writing songs, were you just doing it alone? Did you start writing with a group or playing with a group? I first started like by myself, and mm-hmm. then I 
put a band together, um, Spencer Klein uh, of Voluptuals and Woongi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played drums. Uh, Jonathan Rado of Oxygen played guitar. Uh, we had this guy named Dave McPeters who disappeared into the cosmos. I, <laughs> I don't know where he is in the world. He played bass, and then it was me. Mm-hmm. So that was that was our setup. Um, and I would still like write on my own, and then I'd bring it to them, and we'd learn learn it and record it. We had this little Boss eight track digital recorder and it was those kind of mm-hmm. old ones that like i mean it had a bunch of stock i got really into the stock like reverb sounds <laughs> and the stock delays and you could burn a cd directly from it uh which was pretty cool because you could make cool. <laughs> i could make my own like records and stuff and pass them out which i didn't i never felt good enough to pass out those records and then spencer had a little thing that could burn cds but also laser inscribe like a, an image oh. on the front so we started getting like really into it. And we like, again, made a bunch of them and never really handed them out. <laughs> so I've got a whole crate full of old CDs that are, That's great. Yeah. You can really do a lot with that. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know what to do. It's like one of those things that you don't want to throw it away. Right. But I've got like a hundred of them. That's a lot. Yeah. To cart around it's for heavy. the rest of your life. I know for years mm-hmm. now. Ugh. Well, maybe someday that you'll find a use for them. I, I guess. Know. I've been thinking about doing something weird like hiding them in random records yeah you know that could be cool that'd be cool but also i don't want people to hear that stuff (laughs) right that's the problem that's why i came on this podcast to show the world and to get over my fears yeah give away my old cds (laughs) great this is is all a plan to get here we go (laughs) get ready people of the world speaking of your old stuff uh we should uh, listen to some of it sure you want to talk about the first one we're gonna listen to yeah um so this one's called (laughs) I'm already getting like the, you know, cold sweats just thinking about it. This one's called Little Girl Blue. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the first song I ever wrote. I mean, it's the first time I I wrote something and was like, whoa, that's a song. You Mm -hmm. know, it has like some sort of structure to it. Right. I mean, lyrically, it's awful. I mean, it's (laughs) like the whole, pretty much that's the one thing that is true to form with every one of these songs I'm going to play is the lyrics are god awful. But uh, yeah, this one's about a uh, an, an old partner of mine uh, doing doing mushrooms, blue mushrooms. Great. Yeah. Let's listen. Okay. I saw the day that you. Feel it kicking in the tingle of your skin. I didn't know how to record drums, so I was really into like singer songwriter stuff at this time, you know. Yeah, for sure. The earth begins to shake. Is this real? You wake the stars out of the sky. Little girl blue, spread your for it. wings. <laughs> there it is. Fly without a sound. Lift up from the ground. 
definitely like some weird musical theater vibes. A hundred percent. Yeah. now and I still I don't know what this sounds like yeah next to the field with your eyes closed and your hands clasped this can't be real you feel it kicking in the wind against your skin so oh cool Everything is corny. Yeah. Every element of the song. I remember being so stoked on this B section too. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, how did I think of that? That's amazing. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna change the way people think about music, you know? <laughs> that's over <laughs> that's the hardest one to listen to great yeah. well you're through it now i know it's like a band-aid mm-hmm. just do it quick mm-hmm. so i i all those sounds by the way everything was just direct into the box it's like the electric uh-huh. guitar sounds the acoustics direct in the bass yeah. all that stuff stock verbs stop delays i was living i had like a little bit of like you know home trouble so i was living at uh my uh my old partner's like parents place mm-hmm. and uh it's funny because we stopped seeing each other she started seeing someone else but i still was like and she went and lived over there and i was still living at her parents place <laughs> yeah. but they kind of became you know they really took me in and like they kind of became like my pseudo parents so they built me a room like put up walls in their living room and created a room for me in the house. That's so sweet. It is. It's amazing. And I love them to death. And so that became like my first little studio thing. Mm -hmm. And like they really into music and super supportive. So like there's always music equipment around and stuff. So I'd like get home from high school and like I go in and like into the lab, you know, I was like Mm -hmm. fully immersed and like trying to learn how to play guitar and trying to (laughs) learn how to write songs. Mm -hmm. And these songs especially like these first this one that we just played and the one it like just really brings me back to this like weird high school time and yeah and puts me in that place you know 
That's sweet. I mean, it's lovely that they created that space for you, and it's like a space that you could make things and like express yourself. Yeah. The next song again is uh, was written in that same spot. It's called "A Place for You," mm-hmm. uh, and this one was uh, my then partner Casey, uh, who was really into classic rock and stuff. It, she kind of knew the there's like you know kind of like a basic formula where like, you need like you know your intro, your bridge, your this sound, and like mm-hmm. don't overthink it and like write write something easy and and have form and stuff so she we like clinicked this song together mm-hmm. and uh, it's the first song that I tried to do drums to I can't remember how we did I think like I played a like guitar first and then like tried to play drums over that because uh, I couldn't like keep you know the the whole form in my head first right so it's like really sloppy drums trying to play too like out of time like trying to catch up and slow down yeah it's brutal but yeah let's listen (laughs) i don't even know what this is i don't even know what the song's about i think it's about like uh no no matter what you you know you can hurt you can hurt me and you can do your own thing but i'll always be there i'll be a friend for you i'll be here for you you know content of these lyrics too it's just like it sounds like some like heavy long-lived you know yes <laughs> like older person speaking of all these trials and tribulations of life and it's like i'm what like 16 <laughs> something like that yeah yeah like my first attempt at like doing electric guitar like riffs and stuff like that yeah hell yeah
is my first guitar solo ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I like so that's that's one part of this that I was super stoked on. It's yeah. like a little time change. Yeah. Uh, it's because I I messed up when I was like playing acoustic, mm-hmm. and then I was like, you know, I I thought about trying to like fix it and cut it, and then I like just played to it. And I was like, that's so cool, and that was like from that moment I was like experimenting with like changing time signatures and stuff like that. Like, I didn't really know anything about time signatures, right. but I knew that that felt, like, kind of odd. And I, like, took a deep exploration into, like, songs that had, like, cool time changes. That's neat. Happy accidents. All, like all the songs from this time period ended in the in the same way where it's just like <laughs> just like kind of kind of chill like really find out you can hear the cut where I like had to figure out how to put my hand into a this certain chord that I wanted to play and then just like uh-huh. click and patch and just hit that cool last chord it's a classic way to do it yeah see <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the only way I knew how mm-hmm. yeah uh, so what is the next song that you have? The for us next to listen song to? is uh, the reason I want to play this one too is I thought it was really cool at the time. Lyrics are awful, and I knew that, and I just I kind of got when I I mean I still have I struggle a lot with like lyrics, mm-hmm. like I'm just not comfortable writing them. Or is anyone gonna understand what I'm trying to say? Or yeah. is this even worth saying? Like, does anyone even want to like listen to whatever it is I have to say? Right. But before that, I just didn't even know what to talk about because 16 and I didn't you know I didn't have the wherewithal to like tap into the actual like problems that I was having like I didn't even want to touch those I wanted to like put myself in someone else's shoes and write like fake problems and stuff like that I got stuck in like the rhythmic like sounds lyrics to this one I just like liked rhythmically they don't like really make any sense I think it's like talking about the weather and Mm -hmm. stuff like that essentially of me really liking the rain and the cold but I hung on to it for a long time and we started playing. So this is the first one with that band with like Spencer and Rado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was called, the band was called First from the Sea, uh, which is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. But I held on to it for so long. And I, I, you know, I always, as I kind of progressed and kept learning music, I was like, that's still like a really cool song and I like what it does. And that song actually just, made it onto the last record, Everybody's a Good Dog, as the opening track, uh, as Spring Breathes. So before it was called Change of Season, and it didn't have its opening and stuff. So this is like the origins of that track, but from like years and years ago. That's super cool. Yeah. So yeah, this one's called Spring Breathes, and um, it's featuring uh, Rado on keyboards and 
uh, Spencer Klein on the drums and my dad laughing and drinking <laughs> martinis. <laughs> we recorded this in our kitchen and my dad had these like electric drums God set up. the same correlation in the midnight winter shine like it was it, i don't i don't know what it's about <laughs> laughing It sounded like Beauty and the Beast, so he... <laughs> before, uh, I think I, I cut it out, but before it ended with uh, Beauty and the Beast at the very end. And every time we played that, he would always play Beauty and the Beast to end it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that one's just riddled with terrible lyrics i mean they all are but like that one gets me <laughs> yeah and i think that's what like i remember waking up in the middle of the night when i was writing uh, everybody's a good dog record 
and having like the intro like in in my head and like I liked I liked that intro I'm like well what else would happen with that and then I think Spencer called me and then that's what like snapped those two things together I'm like oh that would actually kind of work there and then I got a chance to like strip all those terrible lyrics and Mm -hmm. like go back and write something you know adequate yeah Mm. that's great I love being able to like repurpose parts of old songs or like take an idea you had like five or whatever years ago and like make it into something new yeah that's my whole thing Mm -hmm. like almost everything I've ever put out uh there's been some elements from some song or not an entire or you know if not an entire song that from like the vault you know I've got like a massive vault I also have the same I've got like thousands of voice memos Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, okay, I'm going to start writing the new record. And I just start going through all the voice memos. and like, never going to use that. Just delete it or, you know. But all those old songs I, like, keep in uh, in my, my, quote, old and rough file. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go back to those all the time. All right. We have one more to listen to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think I recorded this in Boston. And uh, I was living on a friend's... I did a lot of, like, roaming, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, at that age. And I was living on my friend's couch in his living room. Um, I I flew in and, uh, you know, I was, like, kind of crashing on the couch while I kind of searched for a place to stay. And then I just never left for a year. And then I just got a (laughs) job. Yeah. I I mean, I paid paid rent, but... uh, it was just asleep on the couch. So I didn't really have any space to live. So uh, one of them had a, it was like five, five of us in the house mm-hmm. and they all had rooms and I was in the, in the living room. So this is like me recording in that living room and like the drums were kind of like set up in the living room and stuff. So uh, I think this is all recorded on a laptop speaker, mm-hmm. you know, just like the direct in speaker. The song's called Commonwealth. Um, it's about a, uh, a farmer. Mm-hmm. who uh, couldn't grow his crops, so he tried to rob a bank. <laughs> but he's also, you know, a uh, <laughs> like a gentle soul, so he didn't, he didn't load bullets into it. He, you know, he never intended to, like, and then he gets gunned down by the sheriff. Wow. Yeah. time too i was trying to find because i did a lot of uh a lot of cover songs with that cover band so i didn't really know what my voice was yet i was still trying to like play around with like what my sound was this one's kind of got a little bit of a kermit the frog element to it
like I think the first song that I like had an idea of what I wanted to write about and like tried to write about it. Yeah. Which was like you know, super. I mean, for me, it was like super tough to like stay on topic, you know, and have a direction, like have an idea of what I wanted to happen, storyline. Weird sound effects and stuff. <laughs> Gun cut. Traveled with me with the acoustics, so it was like all the like garage band bass. So this is like I think this is like one of the early garage band attempts, I think. Some like Hotel California vibes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> songs too it's like it's it's all these songs like you could just hear like the progression of like growth yes uh, for musically sure. is like getting better and that's that's one that you know that could be one that i'll steal from later because there's some there's some stuff in there that i like it's like you know lyrically that's like a student's dumb song like how, mm-hmm. how many how many times has the dude been shot by the sheriff like right. in music <laughs> so many times so many times and only one that you really want to you know talk about or sing mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I mean that's that's definitely one. That's 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 the you know the least hard to listen to of the bunch for me, and it's you know it's the you know new newest one. Uh-huh. Those are my awful songs. <laughs> it was great. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, how would you say your songwriting has changed over the years? I mean, I think you know I I take a lot more time lyrically now than I used to. I still do that sort of. Um, when I start a song, I'll like, you know, just sing whatever the first thing that pops in my head. Right. And uh, it's it's mainly focused on like the 
the rhythm patterns. Um, but then I, I also really like the way certain vowel so- sounds come out, and I really mm-hmm. like certain words maybe that can guide what the song's even going to be about. And that's something that I've always done, um, but I'm less of a slave to those patterns and those words than I used to be. Mm-hmm. I used to just get put in a box and like, I like that and I'm going to have to write lyrics that fit in that particular mold because that's the way the song sounds now. So I, I'm, I'm able to get around that or to even scrap a full melody and just start over when I know it's not working, which is something I could never do before. But, you know, songwriting is, is always kind of been the same. Like once I was able to play drums a little bit better, I start by you know, kind of coming up with an idea that I like and then just hopping on the drum set mm-hmm. and figuring out the whole song on the drums first. That's been like my progression. And then I'll, you know, maybe go to the keyboard and see if I like a certain sound that could dictate what the sound's going to be about or go to the acoustic or go to the electric. Um, maybe even sometimes just start off with drum and bass, but, um, like I'll just kind of play around until I find something that becomes inspiring. And then the whole song kind of like falls into place from there. But I mean, before when I was, yeah, I would just like, you know, do, do whatever I could play the best first yeah, and then just go from there. And then it was like, (laughs) save the worst instruments for last, (laughs) which didn't, uh, yeah, it was brutal, but (laughs) fun. Yeah. There's something that, you know, you'll never get back like especially you know when you're recording the first time you start recording and you don't really know what you're doing or the first time you start playing and you don't really know what you're doing there's something to be said about how you work creatively I mean by doing all these mistakes or doing things incorrectly you like kind of come like I like even on that uh, the first Dying Coffee record uh, my friend Fish it was like a series of demos and I was really, I had no idea what I was doing because I wasn't really that great at recording. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still like, that was like early garage band, like trying to figure out how to record um, like drums and stuff like that. Like recording half on an, like an iPhone recording, like in one side of the room and then the laptop open on the other side of the room. And then I would like stack those, you oh, know, yeah. uh-huh. to make a cool drum sound or like pan them and stuff. And you do things cause you're like, why not? I'll just try that. Cause I don't know the rules. And that's something that I kind of miss is not not knowing the rules. And I think that's like something that I still like will go out and buy like a keyboard or a, a program or something like that and try and, and get that back. Like I'm always looking for that element of not knowing what I'm doing mm-hmm. again to try and, I don't know, just do something different. You Buying a new instrument. I think that's always like when you buy a new synth or something like that and you play it and it's like you're immediately inspired because I don't know these sounds. I don't know for anything sure. about this instrument. And I'm probably going to make a lot of mistakes, which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like you were saying on the track that we listened to earlier, you messed up and the time change thing happened. And then like from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's becoming harder and harder to like find, mm-hmm. which is kind of a drag. But I guess that's sort of how it is. Maybe that's why Paul McCartney is making kind of music the way he's making them right now. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The I've done it all. I've, there's really nothing left to find. Yeah. You know? So what are some things you've been listening to lately that have been inspiring to you or that you've been really digging? Sure. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of uh, like Andy Schaff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into his the new single that he dropped. Um, I'm excited for that record to come out. I don't remember the title of it. 
I've been doing a lot of like, I've been doing late night Uber uh, driving mm-hmm. in uh, Bloomington. So I always have like this like indie radio like playlist thing on. And that's where I've been discovering a lot of like my new music. I've been listening to a lot of like Soccer Mommy. Mm. Who's, oh, I love, I love that new stuff that she's putting out. Yeah. Um, Heather is another really good one. He just put out this new EP. I, well, I guess it's his only release, but it's called like Heather Who? with a question mark <laughs> and that whole thing just blew my mind i mean it's super lo-fi it's tapey mm-hmm. the guitar he does a lot of slide guitar on that oh, cool. whole record and it's like or like slide guitar even on like a 12 string and it just sounds really cool and very chill and relaxing and vibey and i think he's also like one of those people that just does it all himself uh, omar apollo uh boy pablo <laughs> Perfume Genius, I'm listening to a lot. I mean, yeah. he's great. Phoebe Bridgers. You know, I'm constantly, like, just listening to a lot of these, like, radio singles. So a lot of stuff just, like, keeps coming back. I, I'm, there's so many more. I always blank out whenever anyone Oh, yeah, asks, me but, too. <laughs> and yeah. also changes week by week. I'll, exactly, yeah. We're just hour to hour. Right. You know? I'll, like, find one song and then put it on repeat, like, 50 times. And then Getting that's all vibe. I listen to for two days. <laughs> Before last night's show, I was just jamming uh, on just a, a bunch of old bluegrass music, mm-hmm. uh, which is a weird way to get hyped for yeah. a rock show. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it just changes all. But that's also really great about uh, the band that I have right now is they're all um, from kind of, like, different musical backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them grew up in the jazz world too so i'm learning a lot more about jazz that i didn't really know just from like hanging out with them and listening to all that stuff and been listening to a lot of duke ellington that's right great now, which is awesome and the duke the king you know mm-hmm. well thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah thank you for having me again this is awesome great and thank you everybody for listening bye Thanks for listening. You can find Diane Coffey's music everywhere you find music, and you can find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you're liking the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, give us a follow. It really helps us out. Share it with a friend, maybe. And if you are a songwriter who wants to be on the podcast, you can email us at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. We can record remotely. Hope everybody's staying safe and socially distanced out there. Uh, bye. Stuck in a sad